Attention. It's real talk about everything for the home. Let's get ready. For homeowners, it's a conversation that includes news, tips, do-it-yourself advice, and a behind-the-scenes look into the trade. I think this is great. Yes. Yes, it is. From LCS Heating and Cooling, this is Talkin' Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Hey there, and welcome to Talkin' Trades. I'm your host, Renee Lucas from LCS Heating and Cooling, here for real talk about the trades in your home. Here with me today is Brent Sutton, owner of Brent Sutton American Family Insurance Agency here in Indianapolis. Hey, Brent. Hi, Renee. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's good to have you on. It's good to see you again. Of course. So on today's episode, we're going to give you some tips, some misconceptions, and a few things that you may not know when it comes to protecting your biggest asset, which is your home. Okay, Brent, before we dive in, let's start with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in the insurance industry, all that good stuff. Okay, so I started uh, in the insurance industry uh, 24 years ago. I started a scratch agency with American Family. So I am captive with them. Uh, All the products and services that I sell uh, are through American Family, although we do have a brokerage that we can go out to as well. So uh, I started Scratch, which means they handed me the keys and said, here you go, good luck. Go do it. That's go it. Go do your thing. That's right. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the cool thing about American Family is they've been around forever, and they're a very, very well-established name and company and brand. And so mm-hmm. that's awesome to have that like back you up, right? Definitely, It definitely is. We're nearly national, not in every state, but uh, uh, I think in 18 right now. Um, and, yeah, the branding is a definite plus. Yeah. So, Yeah, no, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about homeowner coverage. Now, um, this is like about as exciting to talk about as HVAC to people, right? Exactly right. (laughs) But what we think about is there are things that we really do truly need to know. And unfortunately, people don't often learn about these things until they've had some sort of hardship and they've learned the hard way. Okay, so let's Mm -hmm. look at giving some people some, some tips here. So when we're thinking about homeowner coverage for the home, what is some coverages that um, you think people should have, but oftentimes they don't? Um, I think the biggest cover, the biggest thing out there right now, especially on this rainy day, is probably uh, backup sewer or sump pump protection for those basements, whether finished or not. Some folks think that it's automatically included. Uh, and it is with some companies, but most companies have a special endorsement, so you're not paying for something you don't necessarily need. Oh, so that way if you have like a ranch that's on a crawl space or something, you don't necessarily need that backup sump pump coverage, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So I guess I didn't even realize that too, is that that is a separate, so if you have your homeowner's policy and it you know covers this, that, and the other, that's something that's an add-on? Is that considered an umbrella, or is that something different? No, it's it's actually just an add-on, okay. uh, an endorsement that they'll add to the basic policy. Uh, I, I know some companies out there have um, that coverage automatically included, but yep. there's a, a small limit on it, so it may not be enough. Oh, so if you okay. have a basement that, uh, you know, that's where the family hangs out, uh, entertainment center, game room, all yep. of those things, usually what's included isn't enough. So you want to increase that coverage to cover... You know, should it happen, you take that step and you hear a splash, mm-hmm. the water on the flooring. Yeah, let's so let's be real. So Travis and I have had our basement flood twice, and mm-hmm. we have a backup on our sump pump, but it failed, um, and the power went out, so the initial one wasn't working either. Right. And, I mean, you're talking big, big bucks um, to have that basement remodeled and, and fixed and dried out and mold removed and all of that good stuff. And so, Brent, when you see, like, a true claim from – a basement that's flooded 
say it is a finished basement and it, it is nice. They've spent a lot of time there. I mean, are we talking about $10,000 to have that, you know, redone 20, 30? Like, what does that look like sometimes? Um, it just depends on the square footage of the basement. I usually recommend we'll start at 10 yep. because it can go real quick when drywall acts as a sponge. So if the water is that high, <laughs> yeah. then it starts getting sucked up into the wall. And then you're talking about cutting out drywall all the way around. Yep. Um replacing uh, carpet pad, carpeting, all of those things. And that's just a start, not even counting your contents, which could be furniture, uh, entertainment, carpet itself, all of those things. Well, and sometimes too, even the furnace, we've seen now most of the time the furnace is sitting up a little bit or it's on some sort of like a box or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, there's been many times where the water has gotten so high that it's taken out the furnace. Like if it gets into your circuit boards and things like that, like your furnace is going to need some attention as well. And that just adds on to that claim. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, um, with American family and a lot of companies that I've seen, they have options that you can just add, say it's an unfinished basement. You can just add coverage for appliances or the furnace, okay. those kinds of things. Okay. So it doesn't have to be all inclusive. If you don't, if you're thinking, I don't want to spend this much money in premium, right? Because uh, you know it's a concrete floor, but I do have mechanicals down there. You still want those mechanicals right. covered. So and it's really custom, like you can customize it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell me this, Brent. If you are looking at adding some coverage to that, whether your policy has any or not in it, I mean, are we talking about a couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars a year to add that coverage. Can you give me any kind of a range at all? I know it's going to vary a little bit. Yeah, it's going to vary. Um, you know, and most of my experience, all of my experience actually um, selling this or, or with this endorsement is, is with American Family. So I know it the best. Yeah. Uh, and we, we start at $5,000 in coverage and we can go up in 50000 um, Okay. And you can then you also can separate coverage for the structure, which would be your cleanup, your dry out. And then you can also add content coverage as well. So there's you have a lot of options, and it can be tailored to your needs, uh, your basement. Uh, it's not a one-size-fits-all. So it, it definitely okay. pays to have someone coaching you up or advising you on what what they've seen or what you may need. That makes sense. And, you know, that kind of um, – it, it made me think of something – I see all the time on TV, different insurance companies that are just, you know, go online and just customize your policy or, you know, here's the, here's the cheapest insurance for you. I'm not sure we all want the cheapest insurance when it comes to our homes, right? Right. Yeah. So when we're talking about really being educated and and learning about how to customize these different add-ons and things like that for your policy, how do people get this information? Uh, The best way is to work with an agent. Uh, you okay. know, and, and you a and I have talked person, before, yes. a live person, you know, having that trusted advisor, because you can go in and buy from XYZ company, I won't mention names, online or through a call service. Most of the time, they're probably not going to ask you the questions specific to your home. Gotcha. Uh, it's a blanket thing. And, and it's kind of like, um, you know, financial planning or working with an attorney on things. It's not a one size fits all. all. Right. Everybody's a little right. different in what they, they may have. So the best... Uh, you know, the best recommendation is to work with a work with someone that's going to ask you those questions, um, or that you can ask questions of as well. Okay. Uh, because, like you said, sometimes it's a little too late. I've seen. Um, mm, I bet I've seen, seen nightmare stories. stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Brent, is, does it cost to work with you? For example, like if somebody wanted to come in and say that they wanted to to get their homeowner's policy with you and, you know, add on their car and things like that, is there like a consultation fee for that or how's that work? No, not at all. The, uh, you know, most insurance agents um, uh, work on a commission basis. So it's just if they sell the policy 
and they service the policy, then they get paid out of that from the insurance company. So, uh, but as far as I, I welcome calls, my agency, we welcome calls with questions. There's no, no fee for that. I mean, that's, okay. we're basically want to establish a relationship with uh, customers and clients and prospects to know that they have someone they can call and ask these questions. Uh, and it's also important, I mean, life happens, things change. It's also important to have um, whoever you're working with on, on your insurance reach out to you at, at least once a year and offer a review. Sure. Because just like the trades, things are constantly changing. Yep. Coverages you may have had, you don't have, or there have been changes to how they're going to handle those claims. So uh, a review at once a year, once every two years maximum is, is super important. Okay. Okay. That's really good to know. So is there any type of coverage? I have a feeling that flood is going to be part of this as well, but is mm -hmm. there any type of coverage that people, people often think they have, but then they actually may not? Well, you, you, you said it flood insurance and, yeah. and everybody says, do I need, uh, you know, is flood insurance included? Um, hey, do I need flood insurance? Am I in a flood zone? Well, we all are. We're all in a flood zone. It's just what zone are we in? Okay. And most of the time, the lenders dictate if you mortgage have to have companies that. if yeah. you have to have it to cover their interest in your in your uh, property. So right. uh, if you're not in one of those special zones that, that a, a bank or a mortgage company says you're required to have it, you can still purchase it, and you're probably in a preferred zone, and it's pretty inexpensive to get that then. Okay. But it's, it is not included. It's a separate policy. Okay. Um, same would be a flood is one. Earthquake is another. Uh, mm -hmm. If we were closer to Evansville and southern Indiana, major fault lines, um, more, I would have more folks that would be interested in that coverage. Um, so, But that's one that's, that's separate. So pretty much okay. every most of the policies that you'll see out there and I say most, um, are, are covering everything sudden and accidental, but the big exclusions that would require separate policies are flood uh, or earthquake endorsements, those kinds of okay, things. Okay, that makes sense. So let me ask you this when it comes to water. <laughs> because water is one of those things people are often like, why don't you do plumbing as well? Because it's water, and when you touch water, it leaks, I feel like. Oh, yeah. But so say your gutters back up. And this is coming from another real life experience. Our gutters backed up and there was water just running down the wall of our finished basement. And so fortunately for us, it didn't create enough damage to make it an insurance claim or anything like that. But say it had. Is that included under a normal policy or is that kind of that add on flood policy? That's uh, so most of the time uh, coming from a gutter that backs up those kinds of things, there's going to be some some. Um, specifics to that that would determine coverage or not. So um, I'm saying probably yes, but um, but. Uh, but there's always <laughs> that but word. Um, a lot of times the insurance companies are going to say, hey, that it's groundwater, mm. and so that's flooding, and you okay. need a flood policy. So when you talk about a gutter that creates water damage, whether it's um, it's probably it, it's going to be covered, yeah. right? But if it's uh, if you have your home has a basement and then water starts leaking in through the window sill of the basement, uh, most of the time the insurance companies are going to say that's hydrostatic pressure, that's groundwater, and you need a flood policy. Okay, so that's that's just going back to having that trusted advisor, somebody that you can talk to, and as you are thinking about different scenarios, those are things that people could just run by you and say, hey would I have coverage in this instance or this instance? And you'd be able to at least give them a good idea. Absolutely, yes. Okay, yep. okay. So let's talk about, you had mentioned um, a little bit about kind of that groundwater. So let's talk about storms and insurance because mm -hmm. there are so many times out there, we lovingly 
can you hear my sarcasm in there? Yes. Um, <laughs> refer to these companies as storm chasers, yep. <laughs> where they literally like chase storms and try to like replace people's roofs or siding and things like that. And so when it comes to storms and insurance, I think, you know, you always hear people are like, man, I hope I get a really bad hailstorm so I can get my roof replaced. Right. You know, there comes a point. I, I find that quite annoying, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. as a homeowner, there are some certain responsibilities that we have to keep up on our home. That's right. And so, you know, what are some misconceptions that people might have when it comes to storm, storm damage and insurance coverage? Um. I think probably um, the biggest thing is if we have a storm roll through here in the Midwest, it's probably the number one uh, loss leader for insurance companies is hail storms and sure. wind, uh, yep. tornadoes, those kinds of things. Um, but the biggest thing is uh, you see signs popping up in the house across the street or next door, and um, you automatically think you have damage, so you can get a new roof as well. And that doesn't doesn't necessarily work that way. It's not a one-size-fit-all. There's... Um, depending on the size of the hail not all the roofs were put on at the same time so there's an age factor in the roofs yep um and uh you know in the insurance industry we uh lovingly call that neighboritis you get a case of neighboritis (laughs) hey all my neighbors have new roofs and Mm -hmm. uh i want one too but you may not it may not uh the damage may not dictate that you get a new roof um, right now could it be some repairs like there could be repairs that are done Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned um, the storm chasers, which we we use that terminology a lot. And, and, you know, a lot of them do great work. But what I always recommend is using someone local. And the reason I say that is um, kind of do your due diligence on that when you're hiring a contractor uh, like a roofer, because a lot of them will move to town. They'll set up a a phone number with the same area code, you know, uh, a P.O. box and all of those things. And I'm not saying they don't do good work. But a year from now, if there's an issue, there's a good chance that they've moved on to another state. And so getting those repairs taken care of uh, are going to be an issue. So um, I always just recommend find someone local Mm -hmm. uh, and reputable. And most of the time, um, when I speak with my clients and they call in and say, hey, I'm starting to see signs, my first recommendation is let's call a local contractor and have them come out. Most of the time, uh, in fact, almost all the time, I'm pretty sure they're going to come out and give you a free estimate and, and even... Uh, verify yes you have damage or no you don't or you have minimal damage it's not worth notifying your insurance company right and it could be a simple repair for a few hundred dollars not to mention you know if you have a deductible and all those things it would make it uh, you, you you don't want the insurance companies know everything, right? Well, and that's, that's, again, let's go back to that trusted advisor because you can really advise people on, you know, you get that free estimate from a contractor and then you can help them work through, does it make sense to turn this over to an insurance claim or should I just spend a couple hundred bucks and just get it repaired on my own sort of thing? That's, that is, that's, that's perfect. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah the, you know, you, you want the new roof because the neighbors may be getting one. Right. Um, and it is an expense, but like you said, it's, it, it, as a homeowner, um, that's part of the being a homeowner, it, right? The cost is. of repairs and those things. Yes, so, uh, and actually I've seen the industry has changed again, primarily here in the Midwest over the last couple of years where insurance companies are now giving you replacement costs. Like they're going to replace your roof for only a certain amount of time, right? Because the older your roof okay. is, the more wear and tear it, it, that's on the roof. Right. And you have a 25-year-old roof, and they're thinking, well, yeah, you're a homeowner. You, you needed a new, you need yeah, a new roof before this storm came old. through. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Um, 
you know, we've seen that those changes uh, with with companies across the board that are that are reducing the coverage on the roof mm-hmm. uh, after a certain age. Whether it's uh, with us, it's 16 years, yep. and then uh, you're still covered, but we're not going to pay 100 percent because you're taking on that burden as a homeowner, right? The cost of repairs and those kinds of things as well. And so. that makes complete sense. Now, in the policy, is that verbiage anywhere in there where people see it, or do they do they generally know about that from their agent? They generally know about that from the agent, and it is in the policy as well. Um, in like all 100 pages of it somewhere Yeah, in there. right. So <laughs> when you're up late at night and you can't <laughs> yes. sleep and you get out your insurance documents, <laughs> right. you know, to put you to sleep, uh, it's listed in there. But who does that, honestly? You no, don't know. So I, we go back to using that yeah. trusted advisor. Uh, and in fact, that's the, one of the first questions we work with prospects now, who, whether they're buying a new home or just shopping insurance is, hey, when, the, when was the last time the roof was put on? Yep. The reason I ask that question is because we're only going to cover for this amount of time, 100% replacement, doesn't mean you don't have right. coverage after that. It's just going to be a limited coverage, and the burden, the expense burden is back on the homeowner a little bit right. then. So it might go down to like 80%, 60%, 50%, 40%. Yes, like it's a okay. sliding scale based yeah. on age. That makes sense. And I think, you know, think about the the heartache that that saves just knowing that as you go in. Because, I mean, if you have, you know, say you have legitimate damage from a very bad hailstorm or tornado or something that comes through, but your roof is, you know, 25 years old, as we mentioned, and then you can be, it can be devastating news to hear that, hey, my policy covers 80% of replacement or 60% of replacement instead of that 100%. Yes. Just it's having that knowledge before you actually need it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Knowing, letting, letting the, the customer know up front is what our goal is, you know, so right. you have those expectations when a loss occurs yep. of what it's going to be for you. Um, and fortunately, or I should say, unfortunately, uh, as this trend is, is coming along with insurance industries, your existing coverage, um, you may be notified in a letter with uh, the print the size of, you know, a minuscule. You know, oh, yeah, where you need a magnifying glass. You need a magnifying glass to see it. <laughs> yes. And so if you don't have that trusted advisor <laughs> making you aware, mm-hmm. um, a, lot of, a lot of times the insurance companies are going to slip that in on you. Um, coverage changes right. or deductible changes, those kinds of things. Right. And then again, it's just a, a back, back to uh, I probably need to have a review once a year, twice a year, because those things are ongoing. There's changes, um, and there are companies out there that have that make changes, and they, you know, slide it in mm-hmm. small point on the bottom of a statement that you probably just threw away. Anyways. Yeah, you never saw. Or sometimes, you know, you'll get those annual statements sometimes from the insurance companies that'll show like uh, the privacy policies and things like that. I mean, that goes straight in the shred bucket for me you know what I mean and so but if if you get something that looks like that you think it's something like that and it's really a change in terms or something like that you'd never know that's right unless you have that advisor that you're working with okay so talking about say you do have to have a contractor come in whether it's for a roof or siding or or a basement you know fix or whatever that may be um, why is it important to hire a contractor that's insured it's uh, because the hiring one that that isn't insured, you don't have any recourse if uh, it's bad. Uh, anything. <laughs> bad anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I've seen, and, and it's good. I know it's kind of a pain, um, but you always, when you hire a contractor, you want to ask them for their certificate of insurance so you know that they're insured. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had instances, uh, one of my first instances in the business was that we had, we're talking about roofs, I had a client that hired a roofer, um, and they came out. They didn't ask for a certificate of insurance, and one of the workers fell off the roof. 
Well, guess who got sued? The homeowner. Oh, and you so, hear about that all the time. Yes. Yeah. So um, the the liability portion on that that homeowner's policy paid medical damages and the damages for the worker that they hired who fell off of their roof while they was doing they were doing the work. See, and that's that's insanity to me. But people just assume that contractors have insurance. Right. And right. so and, and you do you just want to assume that. But here's the other problem, too, is so many people use contractors, like we said, that either aren't local or it's somebody, you know, to save money. They want to use somebody that like their brother's uncle knows or something. You know sure. what I mean? And it tends it turns out to be this guy that maybe does a great job and he's worked in roofing and maybe he even works for a company and he's doing it as a side job. The problem is, is he's not insured. He could be great. He's not insured. Right. And you mentioned it. Uh, you said it right there, the side job. Um, that's They may have insurance in the job for the uh, company that they work for, but if they're doing this on the side, that doesn't carry over. No. Um, and so there's a big, big risk there. To both the homeowner mm-hmm. and the person doing the work so absolutely and that's what so so in that instance where you know somebody falls off of a roof or say you're having trees trimmed and and a tree branch falls on somebody or something or um you know say you have an hvac contractor comes in and they get shocked you know they're working with electricity every day you have an electrician that comes in and they get shocked if they're not insured that's most certainly going to fall back on the homeowner is that correct that is correct okay yes okay and let me tell you guys from a contractor point of view um how easy is it for us to give you a certificate of insurance it takes 10 seconds (laughs) like it's literally emailing the agent and say hey we need a certificate of insurance we get it like by email right away, can send it over. And so it's not like it's a hardship. So if there's a contractor that tells you it is, I would be, that would be a red flag. Absolutely. I have a lot of, a lot of contractors that I do business with that I handle their insurance. And each year we just, we will email them a a copy of the current cert. They've got it. They can print it out at their leisure. Mm -hmm. If they want paper copies, it's easy for us to print out 10, 15 copies at a time and say, there you are. So you don't even have to worry about calling us. Your office folks have them and they're readily available to the customers that request. And all customers should. I, I don't. I haven't, but I should. Yeah, you know, every, it's important. You don't and, think you know, about it. You just don't think about it. You know, you look at the reviews online and they've got great reviews. There was a great recommendation. And you just don't think about the insurance thing or being licensed or something like that. I can't tell you how many times we have um, driven by. a. There's one in our neighborhood. Actually, there is a home that is being built in our neighborhood and there are stop work order signs everywhere because they're not licensed. and They didn't pull their permits. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just one of those things like you just assume that who you're working with can do all of this stuff. You need to ask. That's right. You need yeah. to ask. Yeah. OK. Oh, my gosh. What would you say? So we talked about um, we talked about working with an, an agent. If anything, Brent, the biggest advantage to working with an agent you're talking to the same person or the same staff anytime you have a question. It's not a call center that doesn't mm-hmm. really know you, that's reading off of a script. Um, you know, I personally go out and see every home that, that I write uh, and, take, okay. and, and get photos. I don't have to do that. Uh, the company doesn't require it. But I do so that I know when Renee calls me and asks a question, I'm familiar with your home. Yeah. I can pull up photos refresh my memory right i know that those coverages are tailored to renee yep not to uh cookie cutter well this should work 
Because should mean I don't want like just the blanket, right? Right. Yes. 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 So that's the biggest thing yeah. is, is working with with me or or any insurance provider is have that relationship um, that you can call and you can talk to the agent or his or her staff. And it's the same folks every time they've actually been to your home. Right. Um, they really get to know you. And, they get to and know build you. build a relationship. And, and I think that's that's so important. You talked about those annual reviews and, and reaching out to people and knowing your coverage and knowing what's changed. And, you know, having that person to call. The idea of calling 1-800-INSURANCE-COMPANY, like, makes me want to bang my head against the wall. Like, it really does. And so knowing that I'm calling, like, somebody who's here in Indianapolis, somebody that I know and have a relationship with makes all the difference in the world. It, it does. It does. It, it, you already when you're talking to your insurance agent especially when a claim is incurred yep. you're already under stress mm-hmm. whether it's uh water damage in the basement hailstorm fire smoke you name it you're already stressed out um so talking to someone new and having to explain uh what is going on or the lack of action mm-hmm. every single time is all it's going to do is, is frustrate you in the long run and it's going to fuel the fire <laughs> there's no there's no charge uh, to talking to to a local agent. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're, the thing. You know, one of the similarities with our businesses is people call us when they have a pain, generally. Mm-hmm. And so, like, our job really is to make it as least stressful as we can. You know, there's always going to be some anxiety if your basement has flooded or if your furnace quits or whatever that may be. But, you know, that really is our job. And having that relationship built is going to make it that much easier. It definitely makes a huge yeah. difference. Okay. Awesome. Brent. Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so <laughs> much for so being much for here having today. Me. Oh, I think sometimes we forget these little coverages and it can also be like pennies on the year, what we're talking about. And so talk to your agent, make sure you know, um, again, Brent, Brent Sutton here in Indianapolis with American Family Insurance Agency. He's right there off of Benford and 70... 70- 60 second. 60 second. Dang it, I was close. That's all right. (laughs) It is close. Yes, it's very close. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here with me again today. Thanks for having me. From LCS Heating and Cooling, I'm Renee Lucas. Thanks for joining me today on Talk and Trades. Please subscribe for my weekly tips, advice, and real talk about your home experience. You can also find us at lcsheatingandcooling.com or on Facebook. Have an awesome day. From LCS Heating and Cooling in Indianapolis, Indiana, this is Talk and Trades. Real talk with Renee Lucas. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast now and discover even more great podcasts at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. Thank you.